Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Podcast. I'm your host Andy Kirkpatrick. Uh, it's been a long time since I did a did a podcast. I don't know. I don't know why. Every time I, I, I kind of start, I just seem to my brain goes blank. Uh, I did I did quite a long podcast where I was talking. Someone asked me about the my I think it was advice about a career, like how you know, like having a career or something and about what to do if you're unemployed on the doll and stuff so i started doing that and i was like pushing the pushing the pram through the rain so it was quite so it was a while ago it was in the winter time and then uh i think noah started crying so i so i turned it off and then i never i I never went back to it so uh, i do apologize so so yeah i don't know what the i can't remember what the last uh podcast was about i guess i'll keep this one I'll keep this one fairly short. Um, I think one one reason I, I I don't do it as much is that there's always someone with a bloody some kind of noisy machinery or noisy uh, like weed cutter type thing outside our house somewhere. There's always like a that kind of noise, which is like really annoying. Unless I'm doing it, then it's not doesn't bother me. Um, so what what can we talk about? Um, I've just been on. I I very rarely go on forums. I very rarely. I try to I try to avoid it. Uh, I used to. I like. I used to love going on. You know. I used to love going on forums. Uh, like I used to love like. Well, super super topper was a great kind of forum. Uh, like you know, in the days in the days when the internet was the internet wasn't shit basically. Uh, like the early the I think I've already talked about this before. I think the early days of the internet was uh was like really really amazing uh i remember i probably it was probably like 1995 maybe i went around to my brother-in-law's house he was kind of he's very like tech savvy and he was like look at this, this is the internet and he, and he kind of you know he switched on his computer and we waited like five minutes for it to like boot up or something and it started then he like typed typed in some stuff and then there was this, this like black screen with uh you know writing appearing on it like it might it might have it might even been like it must have been it must have been text you could read it but it was uh uh you know it didn't, it didn't really it didn't really you know rock my boat really i don't think i'd ever i don't think i'd ever really use a computer either so I'd, the whole thing like unless you were switching it on and playing a game i couldn't really see the point of what a computer was for uh and then as then later on a friend of mine uh he said oh this is where you go if you want to look at pornography uh, which I thought, oh, that sounds like I need to get myself a computer. So uh, I did actually buy a computer. This was before the pornography. Uh, I got, bought like a second-hand computer. 
actually still, someone gave me a computer once but it was like i don't really know what to do with it so yes it was like win you know windows 3.7 or something but yeah anyway so so anyway but i bought a computer and uh it was you couldn't go on the i don't think you, could, you know you can go on the internet with it so it was kind of rubbish it was rubbish for like looking at pornography uh <laughs> you could see it was yourself wanking in the reflection so well not that not that did because it wasn't really it was kind of pointless um so uh, so i apologize if there's any young people listening to this um i don't know what i'm talking about so, so um yes yeah, so i think I, I i can't think when uh when the big breakthrough in um i think i went to i went to america right in the middle of the dot com boom so one of when would that be night 98 or something 97 and everyone was like it was all about the internet and everything else it was like all really exciting and uh, I think I think I think I think I decided it was probably something to get to get into, so I started going on, you know, started going on the internet, and it was like really, it was really uh, interesting in the early days. It just seemed pretty, because I think if like in the, it's very hard to explain. Like in the past, if you wanted to say you um, you saw a film on TV, so you film like is it uh, One Man and His Dog or something? You see this film late at night on. BBC Two or something about this this guy with a telepathic dog um, uh, in a post nuclear kind of wasteland kind of thing who is supposed to inseminate all these women in this nuclear bunker to save the planet or something you know save the human race and you see this and if you want to know anything about it you basically have to go to a library and just hope there's some book about science fiction films from the 1970s or 1980s or something and. And maybe there'll be like a paragraph about it or something, but you know, you oh, you you know, you met someone else who'd actually seen the same film on the same the same thing. You know, there wasn't really, yeah, I guess like videos videos existed, so maybe you could uh, you know try and get hold of uh, you know you go to like some mail order. You know, you'd have to you know write you know try and get someone to order you the the DVD the video to watch um, because it was DVDs then. Or you got to um you know some sort of record shop that sold dvds and somehow try and get hold of it i think i got like a few kind of obscure dvds like that but anyway but but then the then the internet came along and you had all these people who were like interested in one man and his dog it's probably it's not even called that so it's sort of something in the dog and uh you know suddenly there'd be like you know it'd be like forums where people were like oh i you know blah 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 and uh and then someone would create like a website all about like the time bandits or something and uh it was like it was it was a really good it was a really good website it was i think it's still there somewhere it was all about that film caligula which is if anybody doesn't know it was filmed by it was like financed by bob guccione or his name is the sort of the guy who owned loads of pornographic magazines and it had all these like celebrities in it like famous people like malcolm mcdowell and Peter O'Toole and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, they, they were making this film about Caligula, but on the evening, like somebody else was coming in and he was like filming all this like hardcore pornography. <laughs> and then like they inserted all this pornography into the film. And uh, so it's kind of a crazy, it's a crazy kind of, it's a crazy, crazy time for films, I guess. Anyway, there'll be a whole website all about that, like interviewing people and stuff like that. So it was, anyways, I, I, I remember thinking it was, it was like really, if you got that kind of brain that was really, always like interested in loads of stuff then i i you know the internet was like amazing you could just find out so much you know stuff and in, in climbing like if the first time when we went to patagonia 
the only art, the only thing we could find about what we we're going to do was in a a New Zealand climbing magazine. Uh, was it climbing? It was or maybe it's an Australian climbing magazine. So we had to physically get hold of this climbing magazine and then read 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 the article. So that was uh, you know. So that's my email coming in. That, so that was you know that that would be it really. So yeah, suddenly with the with the internet kind of explosion of the internet, you know, all the information was there for about you know everything and it just kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger you know you'd there'd be there'd be websites about sort of big wall climbing and people would be writing posts about doing a route so through that you could like gleam some information but as it kind of expanded you know you suddenly could get like literally every single climb on the planet is like now sort of recorded and you can you know you can find out every single move on it which is a shame really because it was it was it was kind of cool. It was like when we went, first time I went to Patagonia, we literally had uh, is it Alan Keane's his book, and in the back there's like a diagram of the of the mountain range. Like we couldn't find any maps of the area. I think because it was maybe the Argentinian didn't want you know good quality maps because it was on the border with Chile, but you literally had like a you know like a stick line drawing of like this is one ridge, this is one ridge. You know to get here you have to go over this ridge. And it was very, very uh, simple. Where now you just have like Google Earth, you could just see every single bush, basically. So um, that's that's progress, I guess. Uh, but anyway, so forums. I tend to. I used to. I used to like going on forums, and but I think as as the the acidity of uh, of online life is <laughs> like killed off all the. It's killed off all the large all the large animals and it's just all that's left is all the bacteria so i tend i tend to uh, avoid it but I, I saw this article on uk climbing um like i went about i went off so i went off uh social media uh several months ago maybe that was that was maybe that coincided with me not doing any podcasts but i went off social media so now i'm like totally through the the shivers and the you know all that kind of stuff like sweating and grabbing hold of other people's phones and trying to, you know, and <laughs> trying to like set up like an account or something. So, um, so, so yeah, so that's, although I, ha- I have actually got us, I, I, I decided to invest my time, although I have a website, I invested my time in Substack because I'm a big fan of Glenn Greenwald. So Glenn Greenwald's on there, so that I better do it as well. So Substack, it's like andykepatrick.substack or something. And basically you you go there and just post uh, articles on there like maybe once or twice a week and then they have they eventually appear on my website and you're you it's a way of like it's a way of people like supporting your your writing uh if you like what you do so you can pay like far you know, like a dollar a week or something if you think it's worth it and at the moment i think everything's basically free anyway so a lot of people are just just go and go and read it so Let's have a look at that. Um, uh, what was my point? Uh, social media. Um, so, so yeah, I kind of, I've kind of, I've kind of been avoiding any kind of social media, uh, but that means you end up going back on your like you have this kind of screensaver in your brain, don't you? When you're, you, you know, you there's nothing else to do. Um, you know, you're not you're not supposed to be looking at pornography, so you just look at the like I always look at the every morning like my wife's got a phone like i don't own a phone so I've, my wife's got a phone i've got a phone but it's like a dumb phone I, I need it to 
do your stupid banking stuff or if you buy something it has to text you and all that kind of stuff so i got a phone for that so um i always like grab her phone like i know it's terrible but it's just like having a little little sniff of the whiskey whiskey bottle top or something and i always look at the bbc website and uh, i regret it and i then look at the, the the fox website and then I regret it and uh, it doesn't neither neither make me happy but it's it's almost like having a it's you know, like, you know, like two people having a massive fight and you're like, come over here, like tell me what the problem is. And they tell you and you go, just wait there and you go see the other person. What's the problem? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they go like, you're both fucking idiots. Basically, it's a bit, little bit like that, really. It's like a balanced view of the world or in, it's like it's, it's like an imbalanced view of the world, basically, from from two perspectives. So. um so what's my point called that? Yeah, so, but one of these websites is uh, UK Climbing for some reason. I don't know why. I, I, it's just that it's just that thing. You just go like go to UK Climbing and like nothing's ever happening. It's always about the fucking boring Olympics and all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, did anybody watch the Did anybody watch the Olympics with the with the climbing? I I didn't watch it. So uh, I just find it really. I just I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not it's not meant for me. It's like advertising in it. It's not meant, it's not meant for me. So. That's why, but um, yeah. Anyway, so I went, but I went to UK climbing, and there was a an article about anxiety, and it was like some uh, uh, woman, woman talking about anxiety in climbing, and I thought that was kind of interesting. So I, uh, it's kind of rare. It's kind of rare. I actually, ever I actually ever find anything that interesting on there. I think maybe I'm getting. I think I might be going getting off getting like falling out of love with climbing in a way maybe uh i've been trying we've been trying to go climbing with this child of mine it's like baby and every time we go it's always so frustrating and you just come away like basically having a shit day and feeling shit at climbing and <laughs> basically it's like why am i why are we why do i be why have i been doing this all for like you know like 45 years like basically climbing makes me feel shit at the whole time it's a bit like getting into acting or something you know to feel like i'm wanted it's a, it's 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 just so frustrating and you know every you just you to kind of get up a piece of like the climbing here is it's over on the burren which is like very sort of hard sort of limestone kind of sea cliff climbing so everything even like a i was doing a route and i was like oh this is like this this is this like an e1 and they were like no this is like a hard severe and i was like what the fuck it's like it's like feels like e1 it's got no gear on it it's just like just mental really like a lot of routes in ireland are just are graded for someone who's done them like a thousand times basically like oh that's easy there's like a you know there's a there's a hole there around the corner you know and all that kind of stuff so anyway so yeah i was i was thinking like oh i'm just off, i'm just over climbing it's just like we, we bought a we bought like a boat like a second hand boat a boat a boat a boat a boat b-o-a-t b-o-a-t but anyway, but and uh, so there's a, not far from us. It's like the biggest lake in Ireland, uh, which is uh, like loads of people go there from all, from all over Europe. Like you get Swiss people there and German people and um, Austrian people, uh, so and Swiss German people and Swiss French people. So you and uh, Belgium, German Belgians, and so so we go. So we've been going there, and God, that's so much more fun. You just you just rock up with your boat. Although you have to work out to get the boat into the water, which is kind of tricky. If you're like reversing a trailer into the into the water, that's kind of and you've got to try and look like you know what you're doing, which is which is tricky. So you you know go on the go on this massive lake with this boat, 
and it's and it's just like God, it's so easy. It's like not like going climbing. You just sit in a fucking boat. You know, you got you got to get the engine working and all that kind of stuff. But it's just God, it's just so much nicer, and you can just throw all your shit in the boat, like, uh, not literally, but you, you've got, like, well, you have literally got shit in the box, you've got, like, a baby in there that's probably got shit in his pants, but you've got, you know, you can take all your stuff, and we go head off to this island, and we go on the island, and it's got, like, a, it's really nice, this is kind of, this is, like, the, the one day of the year where it's not fucking pissing with rain here, and you go for a swim, and all, but the baby goes to sleep on the beach, and you just... Vanessa goes for a run around the island. It's just like so much better than going climbing. So basically, you know, climbing's like a, it's just it's just it's just uh it's just just for selfish people, I reckon. Who just it's all about you and like I, I, I'm not climbing well today and uh, I should have stretched and it's like no, you should have fucking done something else. You should have just gone put a boat and gone in a boat instead. So. Um, I think I did have a I did have a, a mini climbing adventure where I was sitting in the coffee shop. Ignore this if you heard the story already. I was sitting in the coffee shop and some guy turned up and he was like, "Oh, you're Andy Kirkpatrick," and I'm like, "I used to be." And he was like, um, "I saw you in this film, Psycho Vertical, on a plane somewhere." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." And uh, I said, "Are you a climber?" And he said, oh, "I've been like top roping over on the Burren." So I was like, "Oh, he must be a climber." So. I was for some reason I had like a little. I was just like I must have been really desperate to do something. So I was like, uh, "Do you want to go climbing sometimes?" So I got this. There's this route called uh, what's it called? Um, uh, <laughs> you know, death by death by grass or something. It's what's it called? It's called uh, Seventh Heaven. It's called not a good. T- it doesn't live up to live up to the name. And uh, um, I was like, "Do you want to go do this route, Seventh Heaven?" Uh, it's like this kind of mysterious route that's upon the Kunamara in the mountains there. So it's like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Anyway, so we, so we set up this date to to meet up. So we met we met up at the car park in the uh, Kunamara Mountains. Great, really amazing mountains, not far from our house, and uh, like proper mountains. Like I always thought the mountains in Ireland would be like big bogs, you know, like bogs with like a church on top or something, but they literally are like some proper proper mountains here, like really good mountains. It's better than as good as you get in Wales or the lakes or something, not Scotland, but of course. So we, anyway, we turn up there and Pat, his name was Pat, which is a problem because when I was climbing with him, I kept thinking like, is his name actually Pat? Or I just think, oh, I think he's, he's called Pat because he's Irish. You know, it's like, do you know when you get, you go climbing with, like yeah, I used to have a, um, a re- relation of mine who was black and he was called Leroy. And I always used to get like really, really like paranoid that his name wasn't Leroy. But it was Leroy, so it was okay. So anyway, so Pat, so we so we get we get I said, Oh show, get your show me what gear you've got. So he had a harness, and on his harness he had a belay device and a pulley. And I thought that's a bit weird. Why has he got a pulley? And he said, Oh, I've got two belay devices. So I read I should have realised that because he thought a pulley was a belay device, that was like a was like a warning sign. Anyway, so anyway, so I I don't like I don't like pay attention to stuff like that. So we we packed our bags and we went we went up and you have to walk up quite a long way. And there's this route called um, Carrot Ridge. There's no carrots on it. But it's like, I think it might be the longest, supposed to be the longest climb in Ireland. Which is, it's, a, it's like a, it's a thousand feet high or something. It's like a big quartz uh, rib coming down. It's not very difficult. It's probably V-diff or something. And some people say that we could just walk up it. But it's actually, because it's like quartz, like, is it quartz? Anyway, it's that white rock that's like very uh, slippy. 
there's not there's not a lot of gear on it, but it's not actually very difficult. But it's but it's a it's amazing. It's a lovely place to go climbing because you can get up onto the 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 horseshoe up there. It's like a big horseshoe that's really kind of quite hard work. Uh, big 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 walk up there. So we anyway, so we we go up there. We get to the we got to the bottom of this route, and I'd heard that this route was really sparsely protected, if uh, if at all, and the B layers weren't very good. Um, so I should have really I really should have brought some pegs or something, but I, but I didn't. So we we started climbing, and I did the first pitch, and I just did like a like a sixty meter pitch, and I think there was like maybe like one piece of gear in sixty meters, but the climbing wasn't wasn't very difficult but it was again this kind of like quartzy kind of rock so as long as nothing snapped off you weren't you weren't really going to fall off but there was a lot of like grass and stuff so you're kind of like meandering around all this grass and tufts of grass so then i get i get to the the first bee layer and it was actually a, a there was an old sling around a big big kind of flake but you could see the flake was not really attached to anything which was kind of sitting sitting on the thing so if you pulled it from the top it would probably fall off and i think there might be in a peg but the peg was like really crap as well it was like a rusty peg and somehow i managed to make some sort of b layout b layout of that anyway so so i brought pat up and then pat got to the one piece of gear which was a cam and he was like trying to trying to pull it out just by pulling it pulling it out with his hand and i'm like no pat you have to do it like this and he was like really really fiddling trying to get it out I was having to explain it's like a syringe. You have to like put your finger at the top and you have to pull back. Is that a syringe? Yeah. So he uh, anyway. So I thought that that's a, that's another bad sign. That he didn't know how to get the didn't know how to get the cam out. So I thought oh, it doesn't matter. So he, so he, so he came up. I, I in retrospect, I realised he, he didn't know how to belay either. But that doesn't didn't really matter on that route. So so anyway, so the route kind of carries on up, and it was uh, luckily it was kind of dry, but there was. Uh, there was one pitch where it was uh it was very very like just like bushwhacking up this like steep corner with loads of well it looked like grass but it was actually just like kind of like sponge so it wasn't like grass grass actually can actually be quite good if you can remember climbing new zealand you get really good at knowing what grass you can pull on and what grass isn't you know what what plants are good to pull on but you're yeah, it was kind of like you just put your hands in it, and it would just kind of sink down into up to your up to your elbows, and so that was kind of scary. And every now and again, you'd like dig dig into the mud and hopefully try and find some kind of crack or something. And I think I think I might have found one piece of gear, but none of the gear was very good. And then it got anyway. So anyway, just like that, it was like shit climbing, no gear, shit belay, then another shit, picture shit, shit climbing. And it just kind of went on like that. But Pat seemed to be enjoying himself, so so that was good. And then we we uh, there's a bit where you have to traverse around to the other side of this. You're climbing like a big pillar type thing, climbing around to the side of this pillar, and there was like a big loose like small TV size block just like just sitting on the on the on the pitch where if you just pull on it, you could like you could pull it off. So when pat was coming up because he was like traversing around and as it traversed around you really got a sense of exposure like hanging down like i'm not scared of heights but i can really appreciate how other people would be scared of heights if they would never really been climbing before so as as pat came round i was like pat like don't don't touch that block but when you get above it i wanted to kick it off so like pat was like hanging on and he looked like he looked kind of you know like freaking out it looked a bit it looked a bit scared and then he uh he just kicked, I said, like, just kick the block, and he kicked the block, and 
there's something about being really afraid and then seeing like a block just like flying off and like exploding and crashing down the down the screes below you it was uh he looked even more more afraid then and then we had this kind of sort of semi-hanging b layer and another another crappy b layer i think all i think he would have survived if i'd fallen off if I'd taken like a 120 meter fall i think the b layer might have might might have held um apart from one a, a few of them anyway so we eventually we get to this f- last final b layer and it was amazing like a spot where you basically end up in this like like a, a rib with grass on one side and when you got to the top there was like a t- most perfect grassy ledge like with an overhang above it where you could just it was the most amazing place to bivy if you really wanted to bivy up there i can imagine a few people very bivied up there and it was kind of it was kind of kind of getting dark and luckily we had head touches so we uh eventually topped out and it was i think it was probably like eight o'clock in the in the evening so it'd been like a really really long day and we kind of headed headed down and uh like where we where we both got in separate cars and we drove home and uh it was a kind of midnight by the time we got in our cars and had, and unfortunately on the on the way home uh there'd been like an, a a motorbike a, a motorbike person had been killed in a crash so the road was closed so you had to do like a detour which took about an hour because there aren't many basically driving down the coast and there's only one road that goes down the coast and if that's close you have to drive all the way back up the coast and go inland anyway so it was a it was a really it was a really great day but the next day i could literally hardly walk down the stairs because i'd just done so little um walking or climbing like i was like really 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 wrecked and i did i, I did notice because he uh, pat had actually been like a personal trainer like owned a gym he'd been like an mma fighter and he ended up being quite a quite a well-known kind of character where, where i live and uh yeah pat we've had this thing about where i've been i've been standing somewhere and there was like a kettlebell like a 24 kilo kettlebell and I just like picked it up and like sw- swung it like 10 times did like 10 kettlebell swings and put it back down and then, and then about an hour later i just absolutely felt wrecked like my back and everything else so i think that was one of the one of the strange things with the with the old lockdown stuff is that you maybe you like artificially you kind of well a lot of people kept very very physically fit but for for me i was just good i just basically got fit pushing a pram around but yeah you kind of forget i think the older you get you i think you have this thing where you you are you can be like just strong you're a strong you've always been strong all your life and you take it for granted so i remember a friend of mine they were doing sort of weightlifting. There was they were doing a weightlifting program to do with some sort of performance sport performance thing, and the the person training them had them on these like ridiculously light weights, and now just like that's that's like so stupid. Like you just just get it, just go in there and start lifting really really heavy weights straight away. But uh, you kind of take it for granted how strong you are, I think, and it's only when you're you allow your strength to lapse like this is the first time in my life i think i ever let my strength lapse quite a long way like i went through a i went through this period when noah was born where i think i got like so i think i got so fat i think i was like 108 kilos or something whatever that is so it was like pretty fucking fat like i couldn't like my son came over and uh and he like tapped my stomach and he was like when's the next one due or something and he's like oh god when the kids start making out your fat you better do something about it so 
And I re- you know, like I've got I've, I've got this like montane waterproof jacket, and I always I always know when it can't, when I can't zip it up that it's very well that it's I'm getting too fat. Um, so, but I just call it it's like a fallow period. I think it's quite good to get fat and thin. I think it's I think it's like a natural. It's like the winter time. Get you. It's nothing wrong with being fat. So I, yeah. So I end up like I end up doing a, you know, kind of more like a diet where I cut out most most of the carbs and stuff. Um, probably cut, but yeah, probably cut out all the carbs and and I was like fasting. So I was just like eating like once a day or once once in a bit a day, and uh, and I lost like loads of weight. I lost like um thirteen. 13 kilos is that thing yeah 13 kilos which is like a fucking huge amount of weight but basically what I, what i did i lost i lost i lost fat but i also like lost a lot of muscle so suddenly my legs were like really skinny for the first time ever since i was a kid probably and vanessa was like what the fuck have you done to your legs so so th- so then i've had to like now try and try and get try and re- restore my strength through other through things so but it's kind of it's like it was interesting interesting experiment to see you know like to get to get really really to get you know you have to if you're going to lose your fat you're gonna have to do it over a very long period but if you want to lose all your muscle you could probably do that quite 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 rapidly so um back but back to the back to the forums yeah so even though i, I think climbing shit and it just makes me feel shit as have, have you ever seen that film um, if you've seen that film uh, Hamlet 2 one of the best comedy films no one's ever seen with Steve Coogan but he, there's a bit where he, he's like a drama teacher and he says you know I was because I was rejected by my father I got into acting so then I was rejected by you know basically it's that kind of thing so climbing's a bit like that so uh, so I was on I was on the UK climbing and it was this this uh, woman talking about anxiety and climbing and blah 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 um so i kind of thought for some reason it's very rare for me ever to to comment on uh i think that the only times i've ever commented on ukc in the last probably five years is when uh someone was saying i was like adolf hitler or uh they weren't going to buy my books because i'm because of my politics and all that kind of stuff so I'd, i'd always like i can't help i can't help myself from like charge getting involved i think it's like a i think it's like a working class thing like vanessa's like oh just don't don't, don't read it i just don't don't respond i'm like fucking bastard come out here let's have a fight outside um so but anyway just thought like oh that's interesting i i should put i shall add something to this uh i should respond i should write something about anxiety and stuff like that in this in the in the comments you know very rare for me to do this but i just thought i'd do it and uh so basically i I just wrote something about how how you have to really aware of the language you use and because basically you can kind of hem yourself in or entrap yourself in the in the sort of language you use so my so an example is i should i i think you should never use like pathologizing words so you should never use the word depression you should never use the word stress you should never use the word like anxiety and all these kind of things like you should you should use instead of saying like oh i'm really depressed at the moment you should say i'm really melancholic melancholic if you can say it mel uh, <laughs> i'm sad basically <laughs> so melancholy is a much better much better word than depression 
because it's uh, you can't get any medication for you know go to the doctor. I've got mel- melancholia. Can you can you sort me out? So, but you're trying to you're trying to create have words for things which are more organic and more human and more kind of natural, and and not trying to sort of self pathologize everything you do as being um you know I've, I've got anxiety therefore i need to get anti-anxiety medication and you know it's just like a, it's just kind of like this sort of spiral kind of thing so um so yeah so you so you have to be really aware of of the language you use like the language you use about yourself like how you think about yourself how you talk about yourself how you write about yourself and just be very conscious uh of what it's really doing because because i think your subconscious is listening like your subconscious, like basically, you can't bullshit your subconscious. It really knows what's going on. But at the same time, you know, you could probably fool, <laughs> you could fool yourself. You know, so like a lot of people will say, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of people will like the fact this person wrote an article about about how anxious they are that there's going to be on a UK climbing on a forum shows, you know, maybe they're not anxious. You know, maybe it's. Maybe maybe it's like something else. So of, often you can misidentify something. So instead of saying, um, you know, so so often people like they're actually excited, but they but they but they're misidentifying that excitement uh, as being anxiety. So like butterflies, you know, the idea of having butterflies in your stomach is a form of like, you know, you're. You, you want to you want to get on with it you want to do it you want to d- demonstrate you can do it or whatever or you you know you, you know it's probably like you know like if you if you're like um maximus what's his name biggest dickus in uh gladiator you know you're about to go in the forum and you've got your sword out and your spear and all that kind of stuff and you're like oh i'm feeling so anxious oh my god yeah you know you, you could say like i'm shitting myself like like the idea of shitting yourself it's much better than saying you're anxious because it's like uh you know it's kind of you know it's just it's not funny if you shit yourself but it's kind of you know it's, it's a more human kind of thing um so yeah so so often we're like we're misidentifying something and also you're there's there's this, this idea that you create this kind of you create walls like barriers in front of you um but really you need to see them as like a hurdle so what you know i've, I've said before my one of my my um motto in life is that uh <laughs> before every lit before every great leap comes a hurdle and often the moment when you're most likely you you want to give up something you don't want to go on that trip or you don't want to ask that person out or you don't want to go for that job interview or you don't want to you know go climbing anymore that is that's often the the moment just before you get like a, a huge leap in your life like something significant is about to happen and it's like a a test but I also maybe that test is you know you're creating it for yourself so so a lot of the a lot of the language we use is uh, it's a little bit like when you get a, a note from your mum uh, for the PE teacher to say you can't you got a veruca or something you can't play football or something, and you you use you often use these words in order to then have an excuse like oh I and I knew I couldn't and you I couldn't do that like E seven because I'm a hundred eight kilos or something, so um, you know you create these things so so. So you have to kind of replace them. So it's like so because I'm because um sometimes I'm really fat. I often say like oh, I'm like a bumblebee. Like you know I shouldn't be able to fly, but I can. And it's kind of 
it's a much more it's it's kind of funny but also it's it puts like a spin on it and uh you know this the classic one is when you say like oh my my, uh my arm my right arm is really weak but what you say is you go like oh my right arm is strong but my but my left arm is even stronger so if you yeah i'm I'm sure you like you get what i'm saying here like a, a a good example was i used to have this this uh girlfriend who was doing like really really horrible um uh like turbo turbo sessions on a bike and she called it like um what she call it like uh you know like death death sessions or something it was something so i was like why do you call it like you know like a gold session because you want to get you want to get a medal at the end of it and so it's so it's just it's just the way you talk about things and you can always hear you can often hear people just talking about themselves like oh i'm not very good at this or i'm weak at this or i'm i'm shit at this and i even see it with especially with kids i often see parents my sister you know she's got these two amazing kids but one of them is like really physical and the other one is less physical but you often say like oh she's really sporty but she's really she's more creative you know she's more timid and it, it kind of seeps into the, the 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 head of the child so they become more timid because that's what they that's what they say they're like but if you kind of separate them out and you're like go and jump in that river and you know uh, you know your mum's not here you know uh, show, show me that you're that you're not timid they'll they'll, they'll do it you know, it turns out they couldn't swim but never mind that's why they were timid so but yeah and i've, I've been on trips with people where you start calling them like hardcore you know the person who seems like the least able you start calling them hardcore and you start telling them you don't you can't be delusional about it like if they're shit they're shit but you but you but often people just need a bit of wind in their sails and uh you know they'll they'll kind of go along so so i think but we we do live in a in an age where there's a lot more social credit and cachet from being like a weak pathetic loser you know like even the way people speak like uh, you know like they they just you know, like I, I often talk about like Jocko Willink. Like, all, what I love about Jocko Willink is he's just like so, like, you know, like, you know, I'm so, you know, it's, it's just like this, like, just the way he talks and the way he acts and the way he looks. He's like a manifestation of like not being a weak fucking, you know, a weak person. You know, he just, yeah, some people, some people can, can't avoid being weak, but they can be strong in other ways. Well, some people just embrace weakness in all, in all its forms, basically. <laughs> Because it's just like an excuse, uh, which actually is it's actually a very it's actually a form of strength. I think you know those 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 people. So so yeah. So you you need to basically turn all these walls in your in your mind, like why you can't do stuff, into um, into hurdles, so you can just like you know you know just try and jump over them. Like like again, there's like yeah, you might you know you you're shitting yourself. You're gonna stumble and trip over them, but. Um, you know, every, everyone does, and it's kind of funny as well when you when you do it. So, anyway, so I wrote this. I wrote this. You know, it took me it took me a good uh, ten minutes to write this uh, this thing about language and uh, how to how to you know get over it. And uh, and I even said at the end that you know, like, there's a lot of there'll be a lot of grammar errors in this in my in this comment. And I could say it's because I'm dyslexic. But really, I got you got to warn it, and it's just because I'm like lazy and uh, don't pay attention. And um, when I posted it, I thought like that was a very positive, um, 
very positive interaction with UKC for for a time, and maybe you know maybe someone will read it. It might like they might like. Yeah, he's usually full of shit. This guy, but I think I can I can I can see his point. But um, unfortunately, it was it was immediately deleted for being inappropriate, <laughs> and uh, and I have no right. I've and all my rights of uh, posting on UKC have now been blocked for some reason. So. Yeah, that's the world we live in. That's why I'm not on social media because everyone's a, everyone's a fucking weak ass fucker. Anyway, so anyway, but it was, but it, at least it gave us, it may give me the opportunity to uh, to do a podcast. So I'm turning some negative that into positive. I've actually become a life coach, actually. You know, like um, that guy. Um, you know, <laughs> it's always the guy, isn't it? Anyway, so I might, might become a life to, like dating. Insil, I'm gonna in the Insil, Insil X climbers, Insil business is is gonna be booming. So yeah, so let so yes, that's probably I'm probably gonna change this podcast to uh, something, you know, something stronger, stronger with Andy Kirkpatrick, uh, something like that. Um, so I guess that's my that's my. I thought I was gonna keep it a bit shorter today. I wasn't. I didn't know what I was gonna talk about. So so at least we found like you know, 40, 40 minutes of stuff to talk about. But yes, I will. I I will. I am going to try and endeavour to 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 get back in the podcasting. Um, I am actually so I am actually on tour. This this thought. I was, I'm not just um. What's that word? Not felching. Um, simping. I'm not. I'm not just. This wasn't the reason for doing it. Uh, I am actually on tour. Uh, in the UK. Um, in October. Um, so maybe maybe that'd be quite cool when I'm. I can do a podcast on while I'm on tour and tell you all the funny things that happen. Uh, probably, probably it'll just get cancelled because of some variant of something. So, but anyway, so if you want to know details, it's on the website. Um, so yeah, so uh, I've got I've got some uh, I got a lot of questions sort of piled up for uh, next podcast. So I'll do like a little uh, Q and A podcast. Uh, anybody's got any questions? Um, Send them in anything, any problems with uh, psychological problems, any health problems, anything at all gardening, um, how to mend the impeller on a on a five horsepower um, Yamaha engine, anything like that. I, I'm I'm your man. I'm here. I'm here for you. And uh, thank you for listening. Until next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.